Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This is me, your host, Amy Bailey, and I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the lessons I've learned in the last two years of my business. So the podcast has been going for almost a year. We're about to celebrate one year of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast, but my business, my physical therapy business started two years ago this weekend. So by the time you're hearing this, I would have already celebrated my two-year anniversary. So this podcast is really for all the entrepreneurs out there and anyone who is an entrepreneur at heart. So I know I get DMs daily about people wanting to start their business or how do I start my business. So this is maybe some lessons that y'all can take and hopefully when you start your business, you'll be a step ahead just because you would have kind of learned through some of my growth. But I tried to break it down in just eight simple lessons that I've learned over the past two years. And just so you know, my background is physical therapy. I have a degree in psychology and then went back and got my master's and doctorate in physical therapy. And some professions, I feel like, get a leg up on business. I feel like dentists and chiropractors, um, they're kind of taught in school, or it seems like they are, are taught to open their own practice. Um, physical therapists are not, or were not, when I went to school, I think it's changing, thankfully, but when I went to school, we were not, we didn't take one business class. Um, and in my undergrad, I didn't take one business class. So we're kind of thrown out there with the intention that you're going to work for a hospital system or a outpatient rehab clinic or inpatient rehab. It's kind of like, here are the settings that you can work in, and it is never mentioned, hey, you might one day be a business owner and open your own practice. So I feel like a lot of therapists are just kind of thrown to the wild out there and learning along the way, which was my experience. So I'm going to try to make this quick. I did just eight I think it's nine, actually, nine or 10 bullet points on the lessons that I've learned the past two years in business. So number one is to create a healthy relationship with money. And this trips up so many business owners. I have taken so many courses on money mindset and mastering my mindset around money. Um, And I think the hardest thing for me was actually accepting other people's money. And I wanted to constantly give discounts. I even looked into creating... um, my own nonprofit, which is not as easy as it sounds. So um, you really have to understand how you grew up, how you learned about money, what your thoughts are about money, um, because there's a lot of things that come in besides just overhead. And if you have a staff paying staff, but there's insurance and taxes. (laughs) There are so many costs, equipment, and just revolving gas money, um, you know, computer systems, websites. There are so many different things that come up that you have to pay for in a business. And what you learn over time is you have to value your service. And so with your service comes the education that you received in that, um, the time it takes to complete your service, even the back-end time, whether it's documentation or research, um, and just valuing your worth. Um, 
Sometimes you have to negotiate rates with different people, and sometimes it's worth doing that, and sometimes you have to really realize it's not worth it for me because I'm not going to make a profit. And the reason why making a profit is so important is that if you don't make a profit in your business, and I don't mean just bring in money because you can bring in money. That's not as hard as it sounds. It's all the money that goes out the door that you don't realize, um, especially yearly things that, that go out the door, not just your, oh, you know you have to pay rent, but there are different things, um, according to business licenses, tax, insurance, different things that you have to pay in to, depending on whatever your industry is. But the bottom line is if you're not making a profit, you can't help people. And my guess is that you started a business or you're thinking about starting a business because you want to help people in some capacity. It may not be healthcare, like my industry, but whatever it is, you want to provide a service or help people. And so you have to make a profit to do that. So whatever junk you have in your head about money, I strongly encourage you to find a business coach or someone who does some sort of training that can help you work through those money issues because they are probably one of the biggest hangups in business. Okay, number one, create a healthy mindset and relationship with money. Number two is building trust in yourself and your decisions. So if the money doesn't trip you up, yourself is going to trip you up. Um, you know, imposter syndrome is real and doubting yourself, it, it really, some issues that you never ever thought were issues might come up once you own your own business and you're representing yourself and your service. Um, decision paralysis, all these terms, I don't think I even knew before I started a business, but um I kind of found that I had to do everything scared. If I, I had to keep looking towards my goal and whatever steps were needed to get there, I had to make a decision. I'm going to do this scared. I have to trust in myself. I have to trust that I'm on the right path and I'm making the right decisions and just go for it. It's that continuously throwing yourself out of the nest and you just have to keep moving the needle. Whatever that goal is, you have to take one small step towards it, which requires that you really believe in yourself and your ability to get to where you want to go. And that's not as easy as it sounds. And so again, I'm just recommending do as much self-work as you can, whether that is hiring a life coach or a health coach or a business coach. A lot of these coaches out there can really help you think about where you want to go and the actionable steps to get there. So building trust in yourself and your decisions. Number three is learning the importance of boundaries. When you start a business, you will work way more than 40 hours a week. Um, it is seven o'clock on a Thursday night right now, and I'm at home recording my podcast. So you, oh, you're constantly working for your business, and I love that. I want to do that, and it's sometimes easy to get pulled into doing things that you don't have time to do or you don't want to do. So establishing firm boundaries, and those may be boundaries with yourself. Like I'm only going to work from eight to five, and then I'm going to spend time with my family or friends, and then I may do a little bit of work at night. But figuring out a clear game plan of how you're going to spend your time, your commitments, your money, and stick with those. Um, same thing with clients. They will ask for your time when you may not have that time to give them. For instance, you know, hey, I, the client may say in my line of work, um, I work, you know, 40 hours a week. Can you see me at seven o'clock at night? Well, that doesn't work for my schedule, but I'll tell you, I have done that. <laughs> so, and I had to learn the hard way because what happened? I was stressed after that. I made, I conceded and because I want to help people and I went and saw somebody, you know, late at night, but then I felt stressed because I'm not at home and I'm not with my children. And then I get home at really late and I'm tired and I may have an eight o'clock appointment the next day. So really that doesn't work 
with my goals of staying healthy and being able to help all of my clients, sometimes when you bend your boundaries to help just one person. So learning the importance of boundaries and staying with them, really staying within your boundaries. So I know that is very um, concise and you're kind of limited with your boundaries. So my next one kind of is direct opposite of that, that you may need to pivot. I have pivoted so many times in just the two years that my practice has been open. And hello, 2020. I mean, we have all pivoted this year. But even before 2020 and coronavirus hit, I had pivoted my business multiple times. And one of the biggest areas that I think I've pivoted is um, I started my practice with home visits and seeing all my clients in their home. Um, And I did this to avoid overhead. And I saw the benefit of being able to go to people's homes, really getting to know them and their families. And especially for new moms who had new babies. And um, there are so many benefits to that. But for me, it was very exhausting. And I still offer home visits, but I have limited it to one day a week. Because for me, it makes more sense to pay that money and overhead or rent to value again and set a boundary on my time and my health because what I was doing was driving myself crazy, driving all over not just Nashville but the surrounding areas and I wasn't eating well or taking care of myself. So I pivoted in the fact that I decided to do a different location for my therapy besides home visits. I've also pivoted as most of us have from in-person work to online work. And there's pros and cons, and I've learned, you know, we all kind of got burnout on Zoom calls, and um, I did telehealth, and I still do, but I did it a lot in March and April, and, you know, there there were great things, and it was a great service to add for certain times for certain people, but overall, I prefer to be in person, but I've had to pivot my business multiple times in order to reach my goal. Or if I just realized, you know what, I thought this was the direction I wanted to go and I've found that it's not. So being open to pivoting or changing your business as time goes on and as you learn more about your business and how you like to work. Number five, build a strong network of people. I cannot enforce this enough. I Because of the pandemic, I have not been networking as much as I was um, earlier in my business. But You have to get out there and you have to meet other people who are doing the thing. That is going to give you so much of a sense that you're not out there alone and there are other people also that are just killing it and, you know, are motivated and want to do well and um, it just gives you a different insight. So I strongly recommend not just meeting people in your industry or profession, but people in other industries who also are business owners. Um... I flew to California early on, maybe a year ago, and um, I did a digital business course uh, with Jill Fit and Shantae Cofield. If y'all have heard of either one of those amazing people, if you haven't, go look them up. But um, the course was unbelievable. I spent a weekend in California, and it was beautiful out there, and I learned so much about business and marketing my business and even setting goals for my business. But the beauty that came out of that conference was the people that I met, the other professionals who had showed up to the conference to do the thing. And these, I don't know how many, maybe 25 people had gone to this conference. It wasn't a big one, so it was very intimate, and we got to know each other pretty well. And I still keep in contact with all of these people, and it's been so great over the last year to see each of them doing their own thing and branching out and expanding their digital business, but also expanding their in-person business and writing books and teaching courses. So networking just gives you a robust network 
of people that you can count on, learn from, um, encourage, they can encourage you. Um, but in, in addition to colleagues, um, find an amazing accountant and find a phenomenal attorney um, and supportive friends and family. You need people in your corner because there are going to be some days that you're asking yourself, why in the world am I doing this? Or there are going to be questions that come up related to especially taxes or legal issues, even if that is a contract or you know, a rental agreement or whatever. You need somebody who understands that language. That way you can focus on whatever your business is and you trust this person to help you make the right decisions. Um, a podcast editor, if you want to do a podcast, I chose not to edit my podcast myself. I have someone who does that for me and that saves me time and saves me stress. So just thinking of people you can have in your court um, that can help you be better at whatever your craft is and wherever that way you can focus your time and energy on doing what you are good at doing. Okay, number five, building a strong network of people. Number six is keep learning. And this doesn't mean just about whatever your area of expertise is. Um, I think that's what we love to learn. We love to learn more about what we do. But really step outside yourself and learn about other aspects of being a business owner. So taking business courses, marketing courses. Um, if you need to, again, I'm just going to stress the importance of hiring a coach, whether that's a business coach or a marketing expert, um, self-help, uh, you know, finding books on self-help and setting goals and bettering yourself. Um, but keep learning all aspects of business. Um, even, you know, ask your accountant all the questions. You don't want to be an accountant, but you want to understand why that person is telling you the things that they are telling you. Okay, embrace technology. This is number seven, and this has been really hard for me. Um, I like to write things down. I like to read paper books. I do not love technology, but in this day and age, you just have to. And a lot of times it does, after you understand the technology, it does make your life a little bit easier. Um, I've had to embrace technology with my podcast for sure. I had no idea what I was doing, just even what I needed to get a podcast going. Um, but I started my scheduling my clients um, on paper. And so it was a lot of back and forth calling, emailing, texting, and I still do some of that with some of my clients, but I've transitioned most of it to an online scheduler. And once I got that going, it was awesome. It saved me so much time of this back and forth. This way a client can just log on and pick what time works for them and we're done. It's set up. It's good. I'm actually um, working on a second online scheduling program right now that's more inclusive than the first one. And the first one was great, but the second one's going to also add in my documentation system and a fax ability. And so I'm really trying my darndest to embrace technology, but it's not easy. And that's probably been one of my biggest hangups besides the money mindset. Um, number eight is your health matters. If you do not feel good and strong and at the top of your game, then whoever you are serving is going to feel it and they are not going to get the best you or the best out of your business because you aren't healthy. So scheduling in times for rest is really important. I think um, if you, for those of y'all who continuously listen to my podcast, you know that I took a vacation recently and it was much needed. And um, I think that's so important for business owners. It's easy to get caught up in not wanting to take time off because you think, and it may be true that your business can't function without you, but you need to set up your systems in place so your business can function without you and for you to take a week off or even two weeks off or whatever works for you. But 
your health is important. So not just rest and sleep, but building in times for activity and exercise and family time and social time, um, healthy eating, but you need to bring your best to the table and doing that means taking care of yourself too. And I've gone through periods where I haven't done this, but I'm, I'm going to tell you I'm at my best when I do this and when I focus on my health and, and building that into my schedule and setting those boundaries of, no, I can't see a client at five because I'm going to run to the gym. Number nine is have a strong why. The reason that you do this business has, it can't be about money. Number one, that's never a good reason to start a business is to make a lot of money. And yes, that can be a side step to a business, but it cannot be the reason why. And I heard, and I don't even know who told me this, but somebody told me in order to figure out your why, you need to work through it seven times. So you need to say, well, why do I want to start a business? Because I want to help people. That's number one. Well, why do you want to help people? You know, and just go through that why seven times. And when you get to the bottom, you are going to understand why your heart is in this and what the real driver is for you. So also having a strong why, if you don't have a strong why, those numbers that I just said, the one through eight are going to get you and they're going to be, they're going to trip you up and it's going to be so easy to either A, not start your business or number two, let it go. So it's hard. Being a business owner is the besides raising my children, is probably the biggest challenge I've ever had in front of me. And there are days upon days where I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Why did I think I could do this? And it all goes back to my why. And I have to remind myself, what is so important? Why in my heart do I feel that I need to do this and I can't not do this? So Really take some time, sit down, go through your why. And, and I encourage you when you go through your why and you get that final reason, I want you to also sit down and think about what your best day would look like running your business. Does it look like getting up and hitting the ground running and going to see clients and, you know, having a quick lunch and then getting home at the end of the day and then being done? Or does it look like getting up, taking your time, having some coffee, maybe working out, maybe doing some creative writing? I don't know. I'm thinking about different aspects of different styles of business, but I want you to just plan in your head also what your perfect day would look like for your business and keep that in your mind because it's easy, to, again, if you let your boundaries go, to run into a day that does not look like you envisioned. And then you're going to be stressed, you're going to be burned out, and you really have to, again, think about your why, think about your what your day it should look like in your best model of your business and create that. You're able to create your life by design and your business by design, but you have to keep, write it down. You have to keep going back to it or it will be easy to just kind of follow somebody else's mold or get hung up in the day to day. So number 10 is just do it. If you are thinking about starting a business, do it. Find every resource you can that will help you and support you. But for me, it has been worth every second, every hardship, every question, um, every <laughs> hard day, every sleepless night. It literally has allowed me to build my dream and do it the way I want to do it. So even if it's figuring it out along the way, even if you don't have all the answers, if this is on your heart and you have a strong desire to start a certain business, I think everybody should do it. It's just... It's very freeing to not have to answer to someone and to really do things and serve people the way that you 
feel that you were made to serve people. Now, some people want to go and just clock in, clock out, and, and that's fine. This podcast may not be for you. I'm really talking to the people who are entrepreneurs at heart and really have this inner drive to create something of their own and understand that that is work and that is not easy and that will probably be the hardest job you'll ever have, but the most rewarding. So um, that's it. That's my top, I guess, 10. I <laughs> wasn't really sure it was 10 lessons from the last two years in business. So just to quickly recap, um, number one is create a healthy relationship with money. Number two, build trust in yourself and your decisions. Number three, learn the importance of boundaries and setting boundaries. Number four, pivot, pivot, pivot. Number five, build strong, build a strong network of people. Number six, keep learning. Number seven, embrace technology. Number eight is your health matters. Number nine, have a strong why. And number 10, just do it. So I hope that was helpful to any of the y'all who are already in business or those of y'all who are thinking about being in business. Reach out at any time to me at The Pelvic Yogi. Um, I love talking about business. I love talking about some of the struggles that I have had in creating my business, and but the absolute pure joy that I've also had in this business. Um, but just a final thank you to all of my listeners here, to all my clients who I know also listen, and all of my colleagues who have been on the podcast and also listen to the podcast. Um, Y'all are helping me every single day and just discovering um, where I want my business to go. And I'm just so grateful for all of the support and um, for y'all allowing me to just make my dream come true. So again, just thank you from the bottom of my heart and I hope everybody has a fabulous week. I will talk to y'all next week.